As a result of working with my guest today, Deb Forsyth, women are finding themselves empowered to live through what can be, for many women, a difficult period in their life, and that is menopause. So today we're talking menopause, how that affects mental health and how women can take back control when they connect with the right person and they go for the right treatments. So this is going to be an interesting one, everybody. So join us on the Talking Minds podcast today, where it's all about menopause. Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset-related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective. Don't miss out on the exciting interviews we'll be conducting with some truly inspirational guests. My name is Marcus Matthews and I'm a rapid transformational therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness. My name is Tracy Carroll, I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence. begin. Hello everybody, welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Uh, Tracy isn't with me today, but I do have another lady with me, the amazing Deb Forsyth. Hello. Hi, how are you Marcus? This is going to be exciting. Now, myself and Deb, we connected through Cheshire Socialites. So um, this will be posted within the Cheshire Socialites Facebook group, so I want everybody listening to it. Otherwise you're all in trouble. Yes. We'll we'll set Joe on you. Um, So we're, I'm, I'm really nervous about this because I'm a man and we're, we're talking menopause. Yeah, well, menopause. you know, this is part of the whole the whole education, Marcus, that you get to learn a little bit about what it is because at some point it will impact you and your life as well. Yes, and this is the point. You've got to step into yeah. the fear sometimes, take some action, yes. you know, fear. And, and, and do it. Yeah, that so, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to try and look at not only what what is menopause, but also how how do you deal with it? Not just as a man, but as a woman, and how how does that have those impacts? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand over to you, Deb, and I'm going to let you just tell everybody who you are, what you do, and and then let let it flow. So I'm going to pass it over to you because I haven't a clue what I'm okay. talking about. How long do you want me to actually talk about this bit? Because I have quite a checkered pass. Do you know what? You just talk. 
and, and then we'll, right. we'll, 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 well go I, from I there. Think I'll give, I will give a bit of long-term background because it's it's quite interesting. It really is, you know, part of my development to where I came from now. So mm. I grew up in Belfast during the Troubles and I went into medicine and I specialised in accidents and emergency work at the Royal Victoria Hospital during the Troubles. So not going to sort of lean heavily about that, but it was an amazing professional and growing up place to be. Um, it taught me a lot about teamwork, how to work ultimately for the, the benefit of the, the people that we were looking after um, and the importance of communication mm. because that really was the key to how we dealt with all the sectors of religion and trauma and we had to deal with the media. So I learned a lot about that then. And, and then I moved to London with my family and I went into aesthetic medicine because what I learned from the traumas, uh, mostly to, to the ladies, if they're involved in bomb blasts or gunshots or whatever, mm. the psychological impact that that had on them. Yeah. So my next, my next passion was for putting things back together for people, not just physically, because I did a lot of work for many years in aesthetic medicine, refreshing places, mm. which actually was very much like the pebble in a pond. Because when a woman came in and she was feeling a bit unhappy about how she was looking, it wasn't that she was trying to, she wasn't doing it actually for anybody else. It just generally was girls my age who were going back to work after having the kids and they just wanted something that made them stand taller and give, give mm. them that inner confidence and radiance. Yeah. So I have worked with women for pretty much now on 30 years doing that, listening to the thought process. Um, and also that growing older with them, as I was growing older as well. And I went into early menopause and was quite ignorant. I mean, I knew medically what was happening, but but in my head, mm. I was full of denials. So I made it much more difficult with myself. And then listening to, to the women who are going through the same thing with myself, I realized that this was a huge part of being involved with women's mental health and physiological health. And it was so not talked about because we are the generations that um, our mothers didn't talk, my mother didn't talk about it. If I was still waiting for my, my dear mother who's passed to tell me about even the birds and the bees, all I got was a pat on the leg saying, oh, it's just your body changing there. And that was her attitude. So, you know, we have grown up with very little knowledge about how our bodies are working. And certainly when it goes through the transition phase of menopause, most people are bang in the middle of it, suffering with all the symptoms and confusion because they haven't been told anything mm. about it at all. So that's where I'm sitting today. I am passionate about educating women to know everything there is to know um, and giving them the options so that they can make informed decisions of how they want to manage it themselves. Yeah. And I think and I, I think it's really important because tomorrow is World Mental Health Day and I think we're quite disconnected in many ways to when something physically happens to us, something that's mentally broken. So when it's physical, you know, yeah. you, you get a toothache or, or the tooth comes right, you can extract the tooth, but we don't seem to extract yes. the thoughts. And it was interesting because with you coming from um, Northern Ireland, I, I'm ex-forces, so I've served in Northern Ireland. So I kind of know what that's like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we all want, we all want connection and we want to avoid rejection. But then when we change, even physiologically and then mentally, and we feel yeah. different, then yes. it's not just about the menopause. It's not just about that change. We oh. feel completely different. So we so we go inside ourselves, not in the right way. Yeah. And 
And often that is really, really important, isn't it? So how do yeah. you deal with that? And and actually those relationships with, you know, partners, because it has an impact on everybody. And, and I'm guessing that women that are no. going through the menopause kind of go, I've changed, but nobody knows what that feels like because you can't think yeah. out a feeling. So yeah. how do you go around helping that as well with what you do? Well, I think the first thing that I start doing with, with all my ladies is, before I talk about the symptoms, I talk about how they actually um, perceive them themselves mm. in the menopause transition stage. And um, I mean, that's a huge conversation by itself, but generally it starts with denial. I'm not old enough. Um, I, I can't tell anybody at work because they will think I'm over the hill and not suitable to do my job anymore. So there's no, no discussion mm. about it in the workplace. Um, they feel they're going to look less sexy because of the, the symptoms they're having to their husbands. So they tend to ignore that completely. It's not talked about until it's a crisis. So when I listen to the words that they're using, I very much so will sit back and say, well, look, these are the key words that you've used. If I told you that I was feeling that way about talking to you, what would they say? What would you say? And he'd say, you're barking mad. So I said, mm. Yes. I mean, you're talking like it was the early 19th century but we still are carrying forward all of the, the silence and secrecy that's, that's sort of evolved around the maturing, the growing older phase of our lives. And actually all it means is a really good thing because we're just outliving the function of our ovaries. But in today's age, we have got, God bless us mostly, another 40 or 50 years to go. And so it's trying to get to say, look, the best years really are yet to come. And this is just a tube you're going through to get to the other end with so much more freedom, so much empowerment in your mind, limitless expectations that you can actually achieve. Mm. I, so, mean, I think it's really interesting because just before we started the podcast, I actually asked a question that I said, didn't I? How, how is it that we um, how did women get on before HRT and all the medical stuff? You know, you said, well, the chances are most people died. Uh, so yeah. actually this that this mechanism that they're going through is is basically survival i'm gonna die yes. subconsciously yeah. yeah it is i mean and so back to this the history about all of this um just a little bit of science behind it the the the, the latin word for a uterus is called um hysteria so okay whenever sort of the, the days before people ever talked about it when people were going a little bit crazy when they were still living or living in their early 40s, they were deemed to be hysterical and incarcerated. Nobody ever really paid any attention to, the, to that until really into the 1920s and 30s when medical people start saying, oh, well, yes, actually, this is what's happening. Um, you're not having your periods anymore and therefore your estrogen and progesterone levels are dropping. So basically you're withering up and you're going very old and you might as well just sit in the corner. And if you were vocal about it in those days, you were given sedation mm. and locked away. So in terms of actual remedies for menopause, such as hormonal support, we didn't have that until the 1960s, Marcus. So mm. it's very, very new yeah. in terms of how we can actually go about getting physical or chemical support to, to guide us through this phase. But you know, there are many things for menopause, you know, and most people tend to think once the periods are over, that's it. But that's called postmenopausal stage. Yeah. And actually, once you finish your period, you are postmenopausal for the rest of your life. Yeah. So it's never going to go away. 
but you've got to change how you think about it. And I think, yeah, and I think that's it. What you just said then, you hit the nail on the head. You've got to change how you think about it and actually yeah. be aware that your, your amygdala is kicking in. <laughs> and it's yeah. basically, it's going, you're going back to your reptilian brain and it's going, this is changing. And back centuries ago, because your subconscious yeah. mind doesn't know time, because that's what I do. I do yeah. time travel with people and it doesn't know time. So what it's basically saying is, is you're taking on all of those thoughts and feelings that have been passed on from generation to generation to generation, yeah. which is basically yeah. saying this is changing. If you don't do something about it, you're going to die because you're different. And that's maybe yes. why people do bury it. That's why this is such an important conversation, not just yes. for women to be talking about, but also men to understand. Yes. Well, you know, two, two levels. Yes, it's a question of understanding because most men who actually come to me say, you know, God, please just help me. I don't know what's happening to my wife. Mm. But then also weird to remember that men also have a transition phase called, and uh, a male men, of course, whenever the test testosterone levels start dropping. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's not just us. I mean, we are outliving the bodies that originally we were designed to be in. But that's great because it's, what, 2020, we should be. And that actually kind of, kind of links in to, I mean, I did, I did a podcast the other day, which is at my last podcast, and we talked about, we were talking about suicide, actually. Um, and one of the biggest things that came up to me, what we were trying to get through was that women aren't allowed to be women anymore. And it was really interesting. I think it was on the Samaritans website. They were saying that um, in the past, I think it was from 2018, the number of female suicides under 25 has gone up by 98%. I think it was something crazy mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's, a lot of that is to do with that women aren't embracing being women. That they seem, for, for me as a man, yeah. it's as though, right, in the 80s, men were kind of the ones in charge. So now we want to be in charge and they're actually trying to use the same model, which was crap anyway, just for men, yeah. never mind for women. Yeah. And, and again, I think that's that thing that as they, as maybe women hit that age where they don't feel as though they're younger and their bodies are changing, that actually it's a time to step in to being a woman. Yes. Oh, Marcus, I'm so, I'm, I'm, well, welcome to my club. Well, I'm so worried <laughs> to women. We are not men. We will never be men. We are completely different. So simple things, we have a 28 day cycle during which we will have three peaks and troughs of our hormones. And at each particular time, we will have the chemicals that will allow us to be more productive, more energetic, that we can exercise more. And the other times for, for nurturing points of view, releasing the egg, you're particularly mm -hmm. to get pregnant, then our bodies say, you're tired, you have cramps, you can't work as much because we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to. So, you know, you as men will have hormones that kick in probably around about 11 or 12, and you will have that adult level of testosterone right through to your, your 50s. Mm. We change every five to 10 days. Mm. So when it comes to eating, people saying, I can't lose weight, I've done the same diet as my husband. No, you won't lose weight because you're a woman, you have to have different things to nurture your hormones at different times within that 28 day cycle. Same with exercise. I used to work in the city with a lot of girls who were up with the bank, they were bankers, you know, up at the crack of dawn, into the gym, straight into work, training all day long. And what they find was they became masculine in their mental attitude and their physicality. So they stopped having periods. A lot of their female features started to wither. 
And so when it came to say when they're late 30s, early 40s, they had no relationship and no chance of getting pregnant because mm. they had stopped ovulating. So mm. they had become like men mm. in the physical term as well. So, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about this is we are women. We should be women. We need to learn to be women and be feminine and understand our bodies work differently because that's mm. what we're supposed to do. And that shouldn't be a barrier to do anything. <laughs> I think we no. think that, no, no, no. you know, it, 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 it very much is about the fact that, oh, we need to tick a box. Uh, and it's not about tick boxing. It's about, do you know what? If you are really feminine and you want to be a girly girl, be a girly girl. That's completely fine, you know. Yeah. And there does seem yeah. to be a problem with actually women do that. If you want to stay at home and be a stay at home mom and do the cooking and doing the cleaning, which is the kind of the yeah. traditional let's not do that kind of thing anymore. Yeah. I think a lot of women are like that as well. And I th you've got to listen to what your body's saying. We're, I think what one of the things that I find is, is that the three things that are common in all people, and I don't know if you find this when people struggle, is I'm not good enough. I'm different. Yes. And that isn't yeah. available to me. Yes. And those are the three things that everything comes yeah. down to when people are struggling. And very often, I wasn't allowed to do that when I was younger. Permission. Yeah. So we talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. They very much, they didn't go to the university they wanted to because, you know, they, sh they needed to stay home and look after their parents or, or other siblings or whatever. Um, so that, that brings an anger forward, as and you I know, what which is bedded until something then physically starts happening. And then this whole resentment of why is this happening to me now? Because actually it was years ago. And I think the Have other they? thing is, is that as we're ch as children, we go through that phase of whether it's boys or girls that we have that playful stage and then we have to conform and we take that conformity with us. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest issues of access to healthcare. Cause we were talking about this. The NHS is an amazing organization. You know, you've worked in the public sector. Yeah. I've worked in the public sector. It is amazing, but there are, there are only, there's only so much they can do. And we're very pro choice for people to say, yeah. we are all different. So I think that might, yeah. I want to just now go into, because of that difference, we've picked up on that, that men and women are different, but women from women are different. And I think yes. that's what you do, isn't it? You, when it comes to the menopause yeah. and supporting people, so just tell us what, why what you do is different compared to what maybe somebody might get on the NHS. Well, for a start, whenever I see women who are having menopausal symptoms, you know, they say, well, my friend didn't have this and so-and-so didn't have it. Why am I having it? Because no two women will ever experience the same thing. We're all very unique and very wonderful. Mm. Um, well, when I still find that out about myself when I actually started talking about it, again, my experience is different from the others. So when I was talking to my GP colleagues and saying, look, what can we do? And they, they have a very tight framework of help that they can actually go through because it's, it's, it's governed. So commonly, whenever they will go to see a GP, initially, the first thing they will be given is an antidepressant because there are many symptoms that are emotional that are the first layer of, of menopause as well. Um, and then if they go back a couple of years later with something else, most women will say, oh, I'd like you to test my hormone levels. No, we can't do that because we can only do that at a certain time. So they're very tightly regimed about what they can do. Whereas when I sit down to see somebody and do an individual consultation, which I do obviously the whole time, we talk about everything, start to finish, how they had the periods, what they were told, what they think menopause is, work that through. 
And then I will do their bloods because I think it's really important to get a baseline. Bloods or hormone testing, whichever, there's several. But when I get those results back, I can actually sit in front of someone and say, look, this is exactly where you are. So we can take this pathway, and I use bioidentical hormones for this because it's it's really compatible with the lady's body. And we make them, I don't make them, the pharmacy makes them bespoke for an individual person. So I am helping my ladies design their healthiest transition passage. Lead to, to support the good bits. Sorry, so I was going to say, do you know, it's really interesting. Something came up. My mind goes goes everywhere. So sorry about that. Um, I wonder sometimes when somebody goes through this, is that they feel as though it's kind of the end of their life. It's kind of like a death. Yeah. And what came up is so when I was a police officer, when we used to um, investigate suicides, one of the things that we used to have to do was an antecedents to, to yeah. for, for the coroner to look at where the path of their life went. So you, that's yeah. what you're basically doing. You're giving them, you're doing an antecedents to give them their life back. So they haven't yes. actually died, but they may feel as though they've died. Yeah. And that's so important, yeah. isn't it? To, to give them an understanding of that journey. Cause often we don't, I think this is why I love the work that I do as a therapist. This is why therapists and coaches are so, so important because we can give you perspective on yeah. that, that pathway of your life. And we can look at yeah. it in a, in a completely different way. And we can, we, we give a better perspective. And I guess that's what you're yeah. doing. You're giving that perspective. Yes. Well, I'm giving them a total body perspective, which they probably have never had in their lives anyway, mm. because, yeah. you know, and there's pages of this. So this is exactly where you are at this stage. And this is where you are then. So we can help with that. You may be not sleeping. So I can put you on a, a four-week course to teach you how to sleep. And a lot of it, Marcus, also is working at rearranging habits and behavior performance yeah you know because I, every woman i speak to can't sleep and it, I, I remember whenever i was working at the hospital my next door neighbor was a lady who was probably in her 40s and i had her washing machine on and watched her go out at four o'clock in the morning to hang out the washing and then back inside and turned it on and i thought you poor thing you're bonkers what is i swear you're bonkers now i realize that the poor one was bound in the middle of a menopause with no help whatsoever and had chronic insomnia, which of course, as you know, reflects on everything that you do yeah. throughout the day, physically and mentally as well. So, you know, there are many ways to approach helping anybody's particular problems within the menopause stage, whether it's coaching or chemical support or eating, but all of it involves habit change and mindset. Is that, is that insomnia, is it driven by the chemical change or is it driven by those looping thoughts of I'm different, I don't know how to deal with this? Because I know from my own experience of when I was kind of on that verge of suicide and a lot of my clients, our, our subconscious mind is when we go to sleep is trying to, I think of it as a vault. So your mind is like a vault yeah. and it's got with lots of filing cabinets and it's been recording everything in your life. And often that the filing cabinet can get messed up. Um, and when you go to sleep, that's the time for, there's like a little, a little guy in my head that's got a tweed jacket on, looks like an old fashioned librarian that goes around basically putting all the files back. And that's why sleep is so important. But I wonder whether is that feeling, that insomnia, that those mental issues, is it just a hormonal thing or is it also a perception of where they are in their life and that fear 
Because fear is well, a you know, thing. Yeah, I actually, yes and yes and yes and no. I think it all happens at a very similar time. So mm. I think it's difficult to actually say it's just chemical changes. But, but yes, obviously in their head, a lot of stuff is going on as well. Um, and then it becomes a fear of not going to sleep. So I know a lot of women mm. who have got to the point where they will sit up really late, hoping they'll, they'll feel tired enough to go to bed and sleep for two or three hours, mm. which is crazy. But that's, that's the fear levels of whatever's going on in their head with their symptoms is disturbing the desire to just go and let your body rest. And then they say, well, I can't lose weight. Well, no, you're not going to because your body hasn't had that amount of sleep that it needs to regenerate and put everything into to order again. So I, I think both is the answer from my perspective. It, it's it's definitely definitely in your head, but it's also in your in your chemistry. Because I think it's really important for people to understand that when you go into that fear mode, so cortisol, which is in your in your brain, is actually really good for you. Yeah. It's the thing that it naturally waves in and out throughout the day, so you don't step in the middle of the road. It, it gives you that little bit of fear, but it, it's it's well documented that when our cortisol levels are very very high it actually yeah. has a cellular cellular impact even on the mitochondria in the cells that if we're yeah. living in that constant uh, fight flight freeze state i mean i'm i don't know yeah. if you know the polyvagal theory but i love the polyvagal theory that talks about when you get into that freeze state that yeah. the reaction to your body and the chemicals that it's pumping out actually just starts messing everything up and, yes. and again, that's why I asked the question, because a lot of the ladies that I've spoke to of, of that age um, don't give themselves permission to relax. They don't. They feel no. as though they've always got to be that. They've been that mother. They've always been yes. that. And I talk a lot. But it's not about the breath. You know, a lot of women are, are, are giving, 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 giving. And, and when you breathe out too much, it's painful. And then yeah. when you take too much, it's it's painful. Um, and. On a, pretty much all of my podcasts, um, there's a, an amazing lady called Lisa Nichols, and she talks about yeah. giving yourself permission to stop letting people drink from your cup. So yes. allow you, allow yourself to have that time to fill your own cup up and then then let it overflow yeah. and let people drink from the saucer. Yeah, that's and, nice, isn't it? And I, th yeah, I think a lot of women feel that they're in competition with everyone, with other women, yeah. with men because they hold on to this old story that women aren't as equal and they're not as empowered so they yeah. kind of have to show up more so they give yes. more yeah and when they're tired they don't go Do you know it's time for me now they go oh, no no yeah. i can't show weakness and i just no. wonder if you've got that on top of then the change and oh my god this has happened yeah now i'm not going to be able to show up you know yeah you're absolutely right all of that gets involved in their heads and in, in the chemistry inside their bodies yeah. And the other thing that very often I'll say to them is stop eating the burnt toast. <laughs> you know, because as mums, if you're making kids breakfast, yeah. they'll say, I can have another piece of toast. You think, well, that was mine. But yes, of course. And then you put the next one in, leave it in too long. And you've left with burnt toast at the end. Yeah. You know, we've got to stop prioritising. But the other problem that, that I have with a lot of people these days is when they come to me, they are already in a state of adrenal fatigue. Because mm. as you said, they've been being mothers, daughters, wives, gone to work, done the shopping, done the laundry, um, and that tiger has come out, you know, looking for the next, well, no, it's quite the cave looking for the next tiger that's going to come, but mm. they can't put the tiger away. Yeah. So on that level, of course, they'll get to that point, even if they wanted to relax. 
their bodies won't let them because there's way too much cortisol pumping around, causing mm. all sorts of chaos, yeah. as well as menopausal chaos. Now, one of the things that I'm really interested in, and many people want this, and I didn't, I, I, I've looked into this in, in regards to what you do. And I know that with HRT, which is a synthetic kind of product, isn't it? Is that there was a lot of risks around that with cancer, I believe, and various different things. So women, from an education point of view, there is a lot of things around this that hormone replacement therapy and various different things can have side effects. I mean, is that something that you can educate me on and why what you do is different? Okay, so um, the, you're talking about the study that was out in 2002 when they said, you know, if you give um, certain women um, an estrogen su supplement with an HRT factor, then there'd be a higher risk to having breast cancer. We've actually found out recently that that, that study was incomplete. Okay. So that's actually not the case. But when we talk about HRT being synthetic, it is, but it actually comes from the urine of a pregnant horse. So horses are bred particularly to keep be kept pregnant. So we can have the urine then made into an HRT called Premarin. And Premarin really stands for pregnant mare's urine. So <laughs> it's really important that people, again, as part of the education, know what you're going to take, make your own decision. Now it's really effective. And it works really well for thousands and thousands of women, but not everybody wants to go down that route. They want mm -hmm. to do something that's a bit more humane or, you know, whatever, wherever the source of the medication comes from is a little bit more compatible with their bodies. Yeah. And that's why I fell in love with BHRT because it's originated from a Mexican yam, a wild yam. Um, obviously it's made into medication, whether it's a cream, a potion or a lozenger or a gel particularly designed for the individual person. So that's why we go through the whole blood results so I know exactly how much that they need to get back into balance. And, and you were saying with that, that when you do that, it's although it's, it's done by other people, that's kind of very bespoke. So it's tailored, it's tailored to what they do. Just designed for that one person. So if I was doing it for you, it would be specific to you. And if I was doing it to the rest of the, the police force, everybody mm. would have to have the right tests so that they get the right supplement or, or balance back into their bodies. And I read somewhere and I, I, about the, um, the, the, the some areas, some professionals kind of aren't into this, but it's, it's completely regulated, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's not as though it's like a holistic thing. It's, a, no. it's actually a, a proper... No. It, it, it's it's completely regulated it's it's something that's that's manufactured you know in a bespoke laboratory um and pharmacy that's made ethically and the way it's supposed to be to be balanced for an individual person i mean the uk are a little bit behind about bhrt because there's some people say oh well it's you know it's a bit more sporadic in terms of results but my own experience with it is that it's fabulous um i have a lot of american clients who are very au fait with the benefits of BHRT. But again, my, my role is not to say, well, you have to go down this route or you mm. have to go down that route. You know, I will listen to whoever I'm with at that time and work out what they're going to be really comfortable with. And that's the beauty of doing it on a one-to-one -one basis because somebody might want to wear pink shoes, somebody will blue shoes, but that's fine. We'll, mm. we'll do whatever they're mentally and physically compatible to. So I know you said before, um, and, and, and this, this does make me kind of angry in some ways that 
you know, you said that some women, when they're starting the menopause, will go and see their doctor and they'll be given antidepressants. Antidepressants yeah. pills just seem to be the, oh, you're feeling a bit low, we'll give you an antidepressant. I know that myself. And I wanted to yeah. know why, why I felt the way that I did. Um, and, and a lot of the things I know now are, are the symptoms. So if somebody's listening to this, and it might be a man who's seeing this in his wife or yeah. partner, or it might be a woman and she might be in denial, what are the what are the key things to look out for if somebody is you know maybe going into menopause and actually it's not age specific is it because i know that there are women that can go into the menopause at 20 so yeah. it's really important to understand that so can you yeah. kind of educate me and everybody else as to okay so what are you going to look for um well i think that the first thing the first thing that you need to understand is menopause is purely a time in a woman's life when her hormonal balance is starting to change with the, the ultimate result is that she's not going to ovulate anymore, she's not going to get pregnant and her periods are going to stop. Okay, that's, that's really it. Now, the change in the, in the hormonal balance will absolutely affect her moods, her sense of self, um, her sense of value to her family, um, so many other things, how she, how she values being at work and her own friendship and what, what she sees herself to be. Um, with that, obviously, within the family unit, the, the man and the children are going to be hugely affected because somebody that they've known who will wake up in the morning, da 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 da, you know, everyone on do all the breakfast will wake up and think, I can't make your own bloody breakfast. I've yeah. done it for 20 years. Yeah. And you don't really know why she's feeling like that. So the first things to look at are almost behavior changes or attitude to doing things that routinely would have been. Fluff and dusters and pink yeah. slippers, all stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, then the, there will be some chemical changes that come. That, and the, the first one tends to be, she's like got the cardigan on, cardigan off, or they're lying in bed and she wakes in the middle of the night thinking, oh, steaming hot. And then 10 yeah. minutes later, she's freezing cold. So, you know, shut up snoring at me, move out of the bed, go somewhere else. I haven't got enough space because she's their skin's crawling it's itchy so those are the first things that men will say to me what the hell is this all about yeah what i would say to anybody watching this men women love partners children if you find that your your mom or the woman of your household is behaving differently don't think she's mad if she's of that age you know where she could be having changes in her monthly cycles she will be having all sorts of other things that are happening inside her head that she won't understand herself. Yeah. So for the guys watching, you know, they used to say, well, how the hell, how long is this going to go on for? Well, the truth is it could be two weeks or 10 years because, you know, it's very different for everybody, yeah. you know, um, and don't go up to her and say, what's wrong? Can I help you dear? Because she will take whatever's closest to you and wrap it around your head. Yes. But and I, and I think and I think that just on that point, I think for all the guys out there, now I'm no expert on this at all, but I know this from myself. As men, and, and I want to talk about the mental health a little bit on here, as men yeah. who are the partners or whatever of, you know, or children that go through this, actually, when, I, when men are, we want to go out and kill animals and provide for our families, yeah. okay, period. I don't care what anybody says, that's what... Yeah, that's what mo and I'm really passionate about saying to men, that's fine to feel like that. But actually, when they can't look after their partner, when they can't 
control that situation because that's what that's what we do as men we want to control we want to help we want to build we want to fix yeah actually that can have a massive impact on a man's mental health as well yeah and I think that's really really important to say that this you know menopause isn't just about a woman it's happening to a woman but you're you're a unit and you said that when women were working in the city that you they they became connected to men they 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 kind of their cycle dropped off and all the rest of it and and that's going to happen if you're in a relationship as well so you can feel that energy and actually it's really important to give yourself a break as a man to think I can't fix this yeah so what advice would you give to men because it is very very difficult for us to not to try and help? <laughs> well, the first thing I would say is don't take it personally because she's really not directing it at you. Um, she doesn't know what's happening because until she's got some sort of label, and I use the word label mm. very correctly, we like to have labels as to why we're behaving or thinking or feeling a certain way. So until she has the label that says, this is your menopause, sweetheart. You can be as bonkers as you want to. It's like, oh, thank God for that. I thought there was seriously something wrong with me. Mm. So believe her when she says, I don't know what's going on because her emotions will run away with her and and everybody's going to get hurt or frustrated or insulted without knowing why. So, you know, take her out to dinner and maybe stop the conversation with, I love you. Mm. I'm also really concerned as to how you, why and how you're feeling the way you feel. And I honor the fact that you are, you know, a beautiful lady and, and that you have these feelings, but I would really appreciate if you would let me in or similar sort of words. Yeah. Not, I, tell me what the hell's going on. Because yeah. you're getting- and I think, do you know what? I think you've just hit on the, the nail on the head there. I think sometimes as a man, you just have to, this is the way that I've said it. I've had a recent conversation with my wife about some stuff. And, yeah. and, and, and I literally just said to her, do you know what? I love you. And I, I honor and respect that you're going through this. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to help you and try to fix you, but I, I don't know how. And I just want you to, to give me permission to just do that without me thinking that I'm yeah. trying to take over because yeah. I finding this really hard as well. And I'm just letting you know that I'm finding yeah. this really hard and it's vulnerability is, is courage. You know, yeah. you've be, be vulnerable as a man, just yeah. say, listen, this is how I'm feeling. And I, and I, you don't want to fix. I don't want to fix. I'm just telling you that if I try to fix this, yeah. I'm doing it from a place of love. I'm doing it from yeah. a place of compassion. And I understand that I might be screwing things up and it might not be helping, but if you yeah. could just give me that little permission, bit of permission to do that, and, yeah. and let's get through this together. And yeah. I, I think that giving each other permission to not know what to do is yeah. so important. Well, I think you, you've got to absolutely know it's the use of language and not, not to go into conversation with you are behaving badly. You are this, you're that, mm. because that's attack. And mm. she will say it as attack. But if you're saying, please help me, I don't understand mm. anything about what's happening within our relationship. And I need you to help me changes the dynamic of the conversation from what is it you know yeah and so i think i think from those key words are, are what we both agree would be the best way forward and you know what one of the biggest things from my own journey that i found was 
was that as soon as you as an individual recognize that all of the feelings that you create are created by you, not by anybody else. Yes. And that you allow yourself to feel the way that you're feeling at that time. And it's fine to feel that way. What it's not fine to do is to blame other people. You've got to, no. there's got to be some ownership. And, and I yes. guess this is where if people are seeing these symptoms, if they are seeing these signs, however yucky it feels that you might have to own up and admit that you're going through a tough time. Yeah. This is why getting help is re- and getting the right help. I think that's yeah. important, getting the right help. So yeah. why is it, why would it be, what is it that you offer as a service over and above what somebody might get in the NHS? Why would the pathway to you look different to maybe going to your GP? Um, I offer a community amongst other things, a community of women who are happy to be vulnerable and share how they've felt which as a woman is really, we really, we really have lost a lot of our community at the moment yeah. because we've all been focused about getting our careers done, you know, buying this, buying the other thing, looking after the kids. And we, we don't have the level of female companionship that we used to have. I mean, way back in the day, you know, well, not, not my mother, but my grandmother used to you know, have her friends around and maybe sat together for an afternoon knitting and talking and, you're putting the world to rights and we've nobody ready to pull the world to rights with these days. No. So when you're scared, because if you don't know what's going on, it's terrifying. Then it's nice to reach out to somebody who knows or has had the experience or has a group of other people who are happy to say, do you know what? I'll be your menopause buddy. So the days you actually want to take the milk bottle and smash it or do something stupid. Other days you just pick the phone up or send me a message and we'll talk. Mm. so I think, that community is is for me one of the, the key points to others plus education information and again yeah. going go, go back to these tribal things that i've talked about again and, and the mindset and the way that you feel this fear and this survival is i asked a question i can't remember who told me this but i love this as an analogy and it was why is it that when a woman wants to go to the toilet all her friends go with her as a man it's kind of we don't understand that but actually <laughs> But actually, somebody explained this to me and they said, it's it's a primitive thing. If you, as a woman, you were in the tribe and you went out into the forest to go to the toilet or to do whatever you needed to do and you were alone, you could get eaten by a tiger. Yeah. So other women would go with you to protect. Yeah. And it's the same with men is we find that connection with other men when we go out hunting. Now, that hunting might yeah. be going hunting for a beer or it might be yeah. whatever it is, but it's yeah. People have got to understand that you are, I, what I say is you're a product of your environment. You're a product of your past. Yeah. But your present is your opportunity to be the product of your manifestation. Because yeah. if you take Charles Darwin's theory of evolution, we're yeah. evolving. And actually many of us aren't willing to evolve ourselves. No. We're not willing. No. We're still holding on subconsciously to all this stuff that we had when we were cavemen and women. Yeah. And that's what yep. you're offering, isn't it? An yep. opportunity, a, a modern day female tribe yes, exactly. that allows women to be, you know, you can do this, you can do that and give yep. them that safe space. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, don't forget as well, you know, everybody is so so distanced from, from families generally. Mm. And when you look at all the cultures around the world for years and years and years, women, when it comes to female things, have got together. It used to be that whenever, and there's still some countries today that when girls have periods, they go and live in a certain 
house or hut or room within the house for the mm. period. Um, and then when it comes to childbirth, before we had doctors and hospitals, it was the women. And there was always a one woman who was the local midwife and she and other women got together, whether it was in a tent or a hut or whatever, and stayed with the woman through the childbirth and through the early weaning stages of the child. Mm. Then they also had it if they were old enough or for the elderly, the, you know, the elderly were looked after. So this is what, what I really wanted to provide for people is that, that this is the time when you need to be surrounded by women. You need to know that you can dip into that resource of other people's experience, the remedies that they've used, the benefits they've had and, and share them so that you can cherry pick from all of those to fix yourself really. Yeah, and I think what's interesting with that is when you look at people who are, especially coaches or therapists and, and it's seen as kind of a negative thing to go to a therapist. But again, if you look at that, tribally when women and men were at a certain age and they'd, yeah. they'd got they became the village elders they were the ones yeah, that people did. went to they were the wise ones so actually but for, for women that are maybe going through the menopause or men that are going through struggling that they're struggling as things are changing yeah. they're getting older change the story and say actually and, and you're i think for any women out there and i say this i say this to a lot of my clients your story can be somebody else's survival guide exactly and exactly. that's really important that actually you're yeah. feeling the, the crap that you're going through, that everything you're going through, yeah. actually, that might help somebody else. Yeah, because really we all want to know that, that we're not crazy and what we're going through is a common experience for other people. But if you yeah. haven't got that tribe to yeah. share that stuff with, then, then you start to think, well, I'm really ill, I'm, I'm, dying. I'm bleeding, I shouldn't be bleeding, I'm dying, I can't go to the doctor, I haven't got time, who can I turn to? So, you know, this is the community that you can turn to for so that where, is, where is that community? Where does that community live? Online. Online. Is, is it, that on Facebook it, or is it? Um, Facebook, Instagram, through the, the website as well. But there's always a point, you know, I mean, I love community in that way. People can share their thoughts and what have you. But obviously, if they have something they want to talk directly to me about, then they've got all the, they put the tools and pathways to get straight yeah. through to me. So what we'll do is we'll make sure that in the show notes for this podcast that we've got all those links in there so that if anybody's listening to this, yeah. they can reach out to you, they can get to you. And yeah. actually, do you know what's really interesting about that? It just came into my head. I think that's what's so great about Cheshire Socialites. You know, we've connected. Yes. We're on this podcast because we're in a community that's providing all of those different things yes. for people as well. And yeah. there's a lot of people saying about online and people are spending too much time online and all the rest of it but actually it's just a change and it's how you use that yes it, it is a gateway into doing that and I think this is really important to say to yeah. people that you know if you are a woman you might think you're going through the menopause you're not too sure then you know go and connect with you online have yeah. those conversations often to start that journey a lot of people go oh I don't want to go to private practice I don't want to say how much is it going to cost me People yeah. and, and what I always say to my clients is don't ask the word, how much does it cost? Say, how much value does it bring yeah. to my life? Yeah. And then make a choice on, yeah. do you want to stay in the pain that you are you happy to stay in that pain? Or are you happy or, or, or are you willing to sacrifice something else to actually live? <laughs> and I yes, think that's that, really important. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. It's, it, it's not much how much it costs. I mean, how much is it going to cost me? in terms of detriment to my life if I don't get absolutely. help absolutely and changes so yeah I'm totally involved with that yeah so I th that, that's this has been really really eye-opening I and mean, I've certainly I've certainly learned a lot in regards yeah. to um 
you know, as a guy, I kind of, I knew what menopause was. Yeah. Um, but I think just opening my eyes now to different options. I think the one thing, and I love this about, I was always thought, you know, you go to the doctors, the doctor would say this, then you have a patch, then you've been miserable for the rest of your life. And then you just have to put <laughs> up with it. Um, I mean, is that besides obviously the stuff that you, you do the, the, um, you know, the natural hormone replacement yeah. stuff and doing all that. How important is it for women to look to other things as well in regards to that, you know, mind, body, soul, spirit? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because let, let's just, let's look into you know, that element as well. Because it's- I mean, I, I always say to people, look, um, I can give you a pillar of potion. That's, mm. that's only one tool in your armory. Mm. So what we really have to look at is your entire lifestyle. Yeah. How you mentally see your life how you see you, how you want to be. I mean, what outcome do you want to have? Well, how do you want to show up in the world for you? Yeah. And how do you want to show up for you, your husband, your wife, your partners, your children, the elderly people, the, the colleagues that you work with? Mm. Because you have to then, what women have to do is actually face the facts and say, you know, God, inside I might feel like I'm 30, but really I'm a 45, 50-year-old woman, but I'm bloody good at what I do. But here's the thing, at work, when I'm going through this stage, everybody's going to have to understand that we have not got the facilities for us. And this is what we need to have. So what I know from talking to lots and lots of people is that they don't like that conversation because it's admitting that they are a certain age. And in this day and age, you know, we have makeup, we have hair, we have clothes, got wigs, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's difficult to age a person anymore. Yes. Because we are def externally defiant of our internal chronological age. Mm. Um, and that's social media and all the other external influences. So saying your menopause, I mean, it's like, I didn't think, I didn't think she was that old. Oh. Yeah, I mean, do you know <laughs> what? And that's, and that is the number one fear, really yeah. the number one fear. Oh, look at her dressing like that. And I thought she was that age. Oh, I'm disgusting, darling. Other conversations. Yeah, it is, and that's and that's old ways of looking at things. And what I, one of the things that I'll—I don't know if you're aware of Bob Proctor, the amazing Bob Proctor. Um, yeah. But one of the things that he says, and I want—I want people to take this away, is that you are not your body. Okay, and I say this yeah. to my clients: yeah. you are the voice that's in inside you. You know, the one that's got those secret desires that you don't want anybody to know about, or they'll lock yeah. you up if you say anything. That yeah. is the true you, and we look often externally to say, I've got the house, I've got the car, I've got this. Yeah. But you are not the car, you are not this. But more importantly, when you look at your body, you go, well, this is my hand. The same as you said, this is my yeah. car. You yeah. are not your hand. Yeah. It is not you. And yes. I think that's really important is that once you, once you get over the fact that this is just a body and one day it will wither, one day it will die, yeah. but yeah. actually just accept that that's going to happen Yes. But know that you can, you are capable of many things. And I, I, I'm, I wasn't going to go on to the coronavirus thing, but one of the things that really annoys me is about, they say, if you are a certain age, you are at more risk. Yes. No, you're not. Because if you, you've got 90-year-olds that are doing marathons and you've yeah. got 20-year-olds that are, that are shoving all sorts of stuff in their body and they're rotten yeah. inside. So I think it's really important yeah. to go inside and look at who you are because and celebrate your difference, celebrate yeah. who you are, celebrate that change and look at anything as an opportunity. There's no right, there's no wrong, oh. there's no bad, there's no good, there just is. 
Yeah. And embrace who you are right now and love who you are right now. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with one of the, the lovely ladies from the Holocaust yesterday. And, and she's in her late 90s. But, oh, my God, she changed my mind completely about where we are living with coronavirus. In her experience, being an Auschwitz was an educational experience that she chose to learn from in, in terms of relationship and not knowing, literally, as she said, if they walked into the showers, were they getting water or being gassed? Mm. But she learned the, the power of not being angry with things that she had no control over because she felt when she gave away her anger, she gave away her power of control. Mm. And, and I thought, well, this is a really good way to start looking at what's happening to us today. What can I learn from this about me? What can I learn from this about society? And how can I make it better? And I think that's the same that, that you know, when you're having a menopause experience, if you're going through something as a man, don't be afraid of it. Think, well, how can I, how can I make this better for me? Mm. Because this is your life. You know, your menopause is yours, mine is mine. But how can I make it better? How can I change my life to enhance my feelings about this, how I think about my eating to nourish my body, to reduce the inflammation and the stress mm. that it's under to make it better? So I think you know the, the education side of it is one thing, but it's how you can best use your mind to make the best opportunity for you and in your relationships, obviously, as well. I also see it as a season. You know, you wouldn't yeah. wear a bikini in winter. Yeah. No? So oh, not well, me. <laughs> you may do, you may do, but what you wouldn't go out for too long in it because you get cold. But, but that's what I'm saying is that the way that you see your life, if if you look at the summer of the uh, or the spring as the useful part of your life and the summer maybe of your 30s, and then as you enter the autumn of the years and yeah. things start to stop you're not going to wear you're not going to wear the same clothes you're not going to do the seasons change you and actually after winter becomes spring again so it's about rebirth isn't it you're just going through that time that darkness and and i always say this to my clients is that if you imagine the cycle of life of birth and and death is that the seed is in the darkness it has to crack it has to push through the darkness get battered by the winds but the last thing that happens is the fruit on the tree yes but what happens to the fruit on the tree if it's not picked? It drops to the ground, yeah. decays, and new life starts again. Yeah. So really think of menopause yeah. as not something that's bad. It's something that is, it's just part begin. of the season. It's yeah. a new beginning. Yeah. And actually step into that new beginning, get exactly. all the tools, get your your scarf on, yeah. get your, and then take it off when you're too hot. But uh, who's that? Have we got somebody joined us? Yeah, my, my dog's escaped from somewhere. Sorry. Sorry. There's always, for anybody who listens to this podcast knows that on every podcast, yeah. we always have a dog barking. Yeah, so yeah it's absolutely <laughs> in keeping with this part. It's normally Oakley, which is um, which is Tracy's dog, um, is, not, is normally barking. So it's perfectly fine. We like animals on here. Anyway, I think, you know, I, I've been so inspired by this. And I hope people, what's the dog called? We've got to say hello to the dog. Lily. Do you want to see her? I'll pick yeah, her up. Yeah, put, put on. This is anybody listening to the Lily. podcast, you won't see Lily, but Lily is, is joining us now. There's yeah. Lily. Hey, Lily. So Hello. one of the things that we always ask, Deb, is, and I didn't tell you this because I, I like to put people on the spot, okay. is in your darkest of times or in, in times when somebody's listening to this, they might be going through menopause and wonder what's going on. Have you got kind of a go-to phrase or something that you kind of say that allows 
that gives you permission to know that everything's going to be okay is that is there anything that inspires you or what is how did you get through that what was the thing that pushed you through I think honestly the thing that pushed me through my own menopause stage was thank you was the knowledge that that I could use this experience to help other people because nobody had it. My mother didn't tell me anything about it. Yeah. And um and also in Bob Proctor's things, it's not my body, which is not really me. Yeah. You know, this isn't me. This is just my physical presence changing. Yeah. So I think that that's really where all of this has come from is, is the, I'm talking about this because I was ashamed when I had a menopause. I was, you know, good job and, you know, pretending to be 20 years younger than I was. But I thought, no, this is crazy because I'm just one of thousands of people who are doing this. Mm. So I, you know, it wasn't me, but get over the fear, find out as much and take control. Yeah. So it was and- take control take back control and, and, and education is the key to taking yeah. back to control yeah. so you can move your life forward so i hope anybody's listening to this what i would ask is is anybody who has listened to this podcast anybody who's listened to it on youtube please share this because yes, it's it vitally important that as men women children we break any stigma around menopause and women yeah. are being allowed to be women and you know there are so many amazing i love cheshire socialites the, the women on there are just they just kick ass but they're still women they're not trying to be yeah. anything other than that and that's why i love being in that community it's great yeah. to see women who are out there they're doing it they're living amazing lives they're being mothers daughters entrepreneurs but they're still being women and i think for any yeah. any young women that are listening to this you know don't be afraid of being a woman you know yeah. And don't be afraid no. of change. It's going to happen. So embrace it. Is it is going to happen. So take control of it. Take control of it. And yeah. I think on that point, I, th- I think that's time to, to finish the podcast. Fantastic. So, Deb, thank you very Yay. much. It's been very thank informative. Uh, and as I say, anybody who's listening to this, we're going to put some links in the show notes so you can connect with Deb online, find Please out do. what she does. And yeah, let's let's break the stigma around what menopause yeah. is. And yeah, let's support it's not everybody. going to it's not going away it's been here for a long time and it's not going away and there are millions and millions and just one thing to finish with october is world menopause month and october 18th is world menopause day i'm going to run a mile for menopause and if anybody wants to join me just for fun send me the pictures um to my um social media and we can just put a collage up with everybody who's done it so that's the 18th of october world menopause day yeah, what perfect. And remember, tomorrow, the 10th of October, is also World Mental Health Day. So both of those yeah. things are very, very linked. So yeah. again, you know, if you're if you're doing anything, make sure you're connecting with people on World Mental Health Day. Reach out to people, and then on the 18th of October, World Menopause Menopause Day. <laughs> <laughs> Got that eventually. Um, is there? So so reach out to Deb and um, um, share. Might not share this podcast on that day as well. Um, and let people know that Deb's there and that she's doing an amazing job. So again, thank you very much. You're welcome. And, um, yeah. Great fun. Yay! Great fun. And hopefully I can get some more Cheshire Socialites on this podcast so we can uh, connect more people yep. to more people. So Deb's, thank you very much. If you want to say You're goodbye welcome. to everybody. Bye.
much. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. And we will see you on the next Talking Minds podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds. And don't forget to give us a little like. Thanks very much for listening. See you soon.